You're listening to Under a Pile of Books, and in this episode, I sit down with Travis M. Riddle, author of the soon-to-be-released Flesh Eater, the first in the Houndstooth trilogy. We have a great time talking about Flesh Eater in particular, and what Travis loves about writing uh, more in general, uh, and his style. It's a great conversation. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Be sure to go check out Flesh Eater. It's available for pre-order on Amazon at a special pre-order price, and uh, that price, uh, 99 cents, is good through October 27th when the book releases. So uh, go check it out, and here comes Travis. Hey, everyone. I am here with Travis Riddle, who uh, is one of my favorite self-published authors. Um, he has been on the podcast before. You've, you've uh, heard me talking to him, and you've, you've heard me uh, raving about his books. So we are actually here uh, today to, to talk a little bit about his newest release. So first off, welcome, Travis. Hi, thank you for for having me on again. I'm glad it wasn't such a disaster last time that uh, I, I could get invited back. <laughs> Not at all, man. I, I, I enjoyed last time, and, and I think uh, I'm going to enjoy this time, and, and uh, our listeners are really going to love it, I think. So um, So as I mentioned, everyone, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Travis's newest release, Flesh Eater, is the name and uh, the title of the novel, and... This is coming out uh, very soon as we are recording this. You may be listening to it. It may already be out, but its uh, release date is October 27th, 2020. So, um, Travis, tell us a little bit about uh, Flesh Eater and, and as it's, as it's you know, you're, you're set to release it here. So, um, I will start by saying it's not as scary as it sounds. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh... It's it, it takes place in this um, secluded uh, like valley kingdom with uh, anthropomorphic animal characters, kind of like Redwall, I guess. Um, and the main character is a fox named Cole who has found himself in a bit of a pickle, I guess you could say. And uh, he's he's just been like pretty much on on the run from authorities for a while, for about a year when the the book starts and. Um, all he can really do is like work, uh, like back alley jobs for like criminals to make to make any sort of money, and uh, he decides that he's sick of living a life like this. So he finds someone who can uh, clear his record for him, um, but she needs a lot of money to to do that, and so he decides to enter this uh, race to win the grand prize to pay to get his record uh, expunged. That's 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 basically the where we start, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you, you, you mentioned, uh, something, uh, there that I actually think is, uh, kind of continues to be one of, one of your signatures. And that is that you, you often write, um, non-human races, which, uh, I've talked about before on the podcast that I, I really enjoy that. I enjoy, uh, books that, uh, use especially unique or, or, non-standard uh, kind of uh, fantasy races. And and so you, you continue that here in Flesh Eater. And h- how do you come up with all your races, right? I mean, because you've got, like you said, all sorts of like anthropomorphic um, uh, 
uh, you know, animals, uh, animal people, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's really, it's really neat. How do you come up with that? Um, yeah, it has been a very long time since I've written a human character. Um, but, uh, with this one, it was a lot easier than with spit and song because this one, I could just Google, uh, forest animals and then, uh, pick from that list. Mm. Uh, since most of this kingdom that it, that the book takes place in is, uh, it's mostly just forest. Um, but yeah, I, I decided to go with, uh, animals, which I thought would maybe be a little divisive with some people, uh, because, uh, I was, I was playing this game, uh, Hollow Knight. I don't know if you're familiar with it or if you've played it or anything. I've not played it. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar. Yeah. So, so Hollow Knight takes place in a kingdom of like, look like bugs. Um, Mm -hmm. and I really liked it and I loved the atmosphere of it. And so I was like. I kind of want to do something like this. Uh, I wasn't going to completely crib their style and do insects, but I, I went with just like forest animals. Um, uh, yeah, and so I just wanted to create a bunch of different societies with different animals. Um, and yeah, they're 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 mostly like, you know, they're you've read the book. Their personalities are like pretty humanoid, but uh, mm-hmm. I did try to like inject a little flavor with each of them to like. <clears throat> make them more in line with their, their animalistic selves. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it, it, to me that, um, you know, it came off very, um, you know, very authentic without being like weird. Um, you know, cause you, you can still relate to these characters cause their emotions and, and kind of what they're facing and everything is uh-huh. very much, you know, uh, human, uh, personable, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Um, but yet there's just this, um, uh, you know, just, just this, these little reminders here and there that, you know, Oh wait, this, this character is actually an anthropomorphic Fox. Uh, you know, he can see really well in the dark. He can climb a tree. He hears, he hears very well. Yeah, no, exactly. Like stuff like that. And, and, and I love it. Um, you know, there's probably, frankly, there's, um, for me, there's probably a little, nostalgia in that um a little bit because you know i think back to some of my favorite um video games when i was uh, a kid and you know some of them were things like you know Star Fox uh, uh-huh. or sonic the hedgehog or you know things like this where links the time you know, cat yeah right right <laughs> 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 so you get these these anthropomorphic um animal characters uh yeah so it was it was just it it was neat i really enjoyed that that aspect of things um another uh, another aspect of uh flesh eater here that we got to talk about is it's the first in a series it's a trilogy correct yeah yeah all right so it's it's the first in um, a trilogy. It's uh, called the Houndstooth trilogy. Yeah. And um, previously, though, all of your books have been standalone. Uh, Balam Spring and and Spit and Song are in the same world, but they you know it's not the same characters. It's different areas of the yeah. world. You know, so mm-hmm. so they're really they're standalone. So what has writing your first series been like here and, and, and how has that differed maybe from, from writing the standalones that you're, you're used to writing? Um, it's taken me a lot longer, uh, to, to get through the story <laughs> I wanted to tell. Um, it's been similar in a lot of ways though. I kind of, 
I've like I, I I basically like planned the entire story for all three books before I started to write the first one. Okay. Um, and I've been writing everything in pretty quick succession, so it it's kind of been just like one long story process that I've been going through, which I think has helped me a bit uh, tackle this sort of thing for the first time. And it mm-hmm. also helps that each book kind of takes place either like days or minutes after the previous one. So there, there aren't any really big like time jumps or anything. So it still feels like one flowing story. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've kind of always, just because I watch so much TV, I kind of like think about my own uh, writing process as something similar, I guess. I kind of think of like the book as like a season of television, which is also kind of how I like divide up chapters. Um, think of them just like as, as TV episodes, and that's how I kind of try to approach my pacing and everything. Um, so I don't know. It's It's been fun trying to like figure out like what's going to be the story for season one and then for season two and then the final season three, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, one thing that I appreciate about Flesh Eater is, um, uh, you know, it, it, there's certainly more story to go, but it still felt like a self-contained um, arc, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with like a defined beginning, middle and end. And, and, and that makes sense based on what you've uh, kind of like what you were just saying. Yeah, that's that's how I've tried to structure each of the books in, in the series is... Uh... Obviously, there's like an overarching plot that is moving forward, but each each one does have its own like conflict that gets resolved uh, by the end of it. Yeah, no that that that's good. I, like I I when I'm reading, like I I love big series and whatnot, but uh, I like when the individual books still like I feel like I've gotten some sort of closure by the end, even if the big overarching plot hasn't concluded, obviously, because yeah. it's part of a larger series, you know, where, but there's still little smaller threads that get wrapped up and, and new questions that then are ready to be asked in the next book or whatnot. Yeah, I, I prefer that also in my series. I love I love having a some kind of conclusion at the at the end of of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I almost feel like you need it or otherwise you're really, you know, you're, you're not necessarily reading a novel, you're reading, uh, you know, an, an like an episode or something, yeah. um, you know, which is maybe a little different, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, but yeah, so, um, now all of your books from, from wondrous to, to spit and song really focus on characters that feel very real, right? They aren't perfect. They have flaws, you know, but at the same time, they, they kind of feel like they could be your neighbor if your neighbor was, say, an anthropomorphic fox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so is is that kind of intentional on your part or is that just kind of how the, the characters have developed um, as you've you've written them? Yeah, um, it's definitely pretty intentional I, that they the character side of things is what I. I really put a lot of thought into that, and um, it maybe is just a result of I tend to just inject uh, my own uh, stupid bullshit and flaws into um, <laughs> into the characters, uh, so it's easy to figure out a way for them to be uh, screw-ups in different ways, but um, yeah, and, and I also just think that's a lot more 
interesting to read uh someone like being their own worst enemy or like not really being able to like i don't know like process something immediately or like interact with someone very well or like i don't know like like cole specifically in this in this series um and i guess this is something that's come up in my other books too but like cole is such a bad fighter like he is not um <laughs> experienced in in that at all and that he keeps finding himself in in these like big like combat scenarios and he just screws it up like constantly um part of that is because i'm i myself as the author am stupid and don't really know anything about fighting so i feel like i don't really know how to write it but i also <laughs> just think it's more fun and like interesting to have this person just like stumbling through yeah. this encounter and like screwing up and having to figure out how to f- stop screwing up <laughs> Yeah, very much. And I, I actually, you know, that's, um, um, I, I think to, to me, one of the things I, I appreciate about your characters and I think why to me, they, you know, it feels like they could be my next door neighbor is so often. Um, and this probably doesn't just happen in fantasy. It happens in science fiction. It happens in other books, but the people we're reading about are often, um, you know, experts in, in their field or, uh-huh. you know, we're, we're often reading about like the A team, right. you know, um, and, and I think it's kind of refreshing to uh, have some care. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love reading about a character that's, you know, really skilled at this or that. And that's fun, too. But there's just something refreshing uh, about, you know, characters that feel like they're they're closer to me than to, yeah. you know, like the, the, the pinnacle of their craft or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I've ever written about the A-team of anything <laughs> in any of my books. <laughs> and um, I don't know, a lot of a lot of the themes I, I try to like write about are, um, you know, typically things that, that are like usually like currently taking place um, in my personal life. And so I'm kind of like writing to, I guess, process those in a way. And so if I like, like if I don't have the answers currently while I'm writing it, then like my characters don't really either at, at, at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I think that adds to it too. I'm kind of trying to figure things out at the same time as them. So, so kind of speaking of figuring things out and, and themes and whatnot, what was, what was kind of the most difficult element of uh of writing flesh eater or maybe you think about it as like the most difficult element to get right as you were writing flesh eater um probably uh i i think probably the the criticism i've gotten most um with my writing in the past is that it is uh quote unquote slow paced <laughs> um <laughs> so i really i really tried to focus on um kind of like tightening up the pace with this one while still giving myself those like those moments to slow down and just Mm -hmm. like have some characters like talking at a dinner table or whatever which is apparently something i uh write a lot but uh (laughs) um but yeah trying to like inject a bit a bit more like action um and faster pacing into into the narrative Mm -hmm. but still Mm -hmm. in like an organic way not just 
shoehorning an action scene because it's been three chapters without an action scene, and so now we need an action scene to keep people interested. Right, right, right. I, I, I always, uh, I, I'm always just wowed because, um, you know, writing is like my writing is reviews, right? So they're like, you know, mm-hmm. a thousand words, um, and they don't have to have, <laughs> you know, action scenes or character development or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm always kind of just routinely amazed at, um, you know, how, how you as authors are able to, uh, to pull stuff, um, together. Uh, and, and kind of speaking of, of pulling things together or, 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 putting together different concepts or whatever, where, where did you come up with the concept of, um, flesh eaters, right? It's, it's the title of the, the <laughs> novel. And it's, it's kind of this idea that there are people in this world who have, um, you know, consumed flesh uh-huh. and, uh, that's for various reasons, you know, problematic, uh, in this world. So where, where did you come up with this concept? Um, well, I guess it started with, uh, I, I thought of like the first line of the book, which I guess I won't spoil right now. Um, (laughs) but I thought of that and I was like, well, I like that. That seems neat. And then I kind of had to extrapolate from there and be like, why would he have done that? And then extrapolate from there and be like, what kind of problems would that have caused for him? And then like, why is this a problem, um, in the first place? (laughs) Because, like, like all these characters are animals, you know? So, like, why... Animals eat animals all the time. Um, So, like, why why in this world would that be an issue? I mean, they're all, like, sapient and stuff, so maybe that's reason enough to not (laughs) want to, like, eat your neighbor. Um, (laughs) But, um, I don't know. The, uh... I just thought also that Flesh Eater was a cool uh, s- sounding title. I always like nasty sounding things. I don't know why. I can't. I'm a, I'm sorry about it, but I like it when things sound nasty. I got Flesh Eater. I've got like spit and song. It's true. Just, it's true. Just I I don't know. I like nasty things. I've been playing Resident Evil two the the past few weeks. That's nasty. I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so so I don't know. I. It, it really came from that first line um, and figuring out how to, like, make that make sense both for, like, the narrative and for the character. Like, we, we learn why he ends up in that situation in this book, um, and we'll, we'll learn more about, uh, I guess, how to put this, um, how this sort of situation came to pass in the kingdom uh later in the series gotcha see that's it's it's so fascinating to me how uh you know how different like how how you come up with these these different things and and in this case just a line you know oh hey i like that and then uh you know that has (laughs) to be extrapolated out in different ways um so that's 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 really cool um now something uh you you were mentioning earlier you know uh that you worked on some, some more kind of action and, and, and that kind of thing, um, in this book. And it, it definitely, uh, you know, it definitely does have, I think more of a, um, 
kind of more of an action pace than maybe some of your your other books while yeah. as you say still still allowing for the that character development and I think really still being in many ways a character story but um something else that I noticed here in Flesh Eater and and I want to you know, I'll just kind of speak in generalities because I don't want to give, um, you know, big spoilers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Flesh Eater does have a, a little bit of a of some romantic elements to it, a little bit Ooh. of a romance. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's that's kind of a new element in in your writing, at least, you know, yeah. that, that, that I've read. So did you intentionally work that in or is that something that just kind of happened spontaneously as you got to know the characters? Like how did, how did that come up? Um, it was definitely not intentional because I've specifically thought in the past that like, I do not know how to write a romance, so I'm not going to even attempt it. I don't want to attempt it. (laughs) Um, it'll just, it'll be bad and I don't want to do it. Um, so I definitely did not, uh, start, uh, the book intending to do that. It wasn't even, to tell you the truth, in the outline, um, I, I outline all my books before I even start to write them. And in the outline, uh, that other character that's involved, um, mm-hmm. they didn't even have a name in the outline. Like they were, oh, wow. <laughs> they were just going to be someone who's like a very, very minor uh, supporting character who's just kind of like, He's like a, they're like around in a couple scenes, but like they're not important. Um, but then when I'm like immediately when I started to write uh, Cole and them together, um, I don't know, it just, it just really came naturally. And I just had to like stop for a second and think, like, is this going in this <laughs> direction? <laughs> um, and then it seemed like it was really working. And so I just kept going in that direction. And now it has, uh, become a real like driving force for the rest of the whole series and it is it is something that i i had completely no intention of doing at all wow that's see again i i that's really interesting uh just because again having having read it and kind of seeing how that plays out um for for that not to have been uh kind of in in the plan um yeah it's it's a surprisingly big part of the book now and i i uh i did not uh set out to do it and it has changed the course of uh book three a lot also interesting interesting see now now you're just making me uh want (laughs) to get to 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 book three uh even more so um (laughs) speaking of uh future books in the series actually um so as i mentioned flesh eater releasing on october 27th or depending on uh when you're listening to this it it may already be released you can go pick it up and enjoy uh and please do it Yes, yes, please, please do that and read it. Um, I think you're really going to love it. But uh, so Flesh Eater's releasing soon here. Uh, when when do you hope for for, for book two to, to to release? You know, any any do, do I have a glimmer of hope? Uh, you know, here here on the horizon with that. <laughs> um, there's a which glim- I'm sure is exactly the question you want, since you know, as we're recording this, <laughs> book one has not even released yet, and here yeah. you've got someone bothering you about book two. So I apologize, but um. No, it's 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 a good thing really to be bothered in that way. Um but uh so there's there's a glimmer of hope in a sense. Um I did briefly consider doing like the the rapid release sort of thing that's that some people have been doing uh recently, but um 
I decided to to kind of I wanted to give each book a bit of breathing room and let people really mm-hmm. like settle with it and be able to like kind of reflect on like what happens in each one and also not like oversaturate myself which I uh worry about and also worry about um putting all of these out like in three months and then feeling like because I know I know how I am I'll put all of the I would put all of them out by like February and then I would think like oh man I need to like release something like in November like it'll have been too long (laughs) um so I am I am spacing them out a bit um but only like every like six or seven months I think um and uh book two the first draft has already been written and is with beta readers right now and i have already started the first draft of book three so it is definitely a schedule i can stick to um you don't have to worry about any like big delays or anything um so book two i expect to be out maybe like may or june next year and then book three, wrap everything up in like January or February after that. I love it. I love it. I, I can I can handle that kind of a uh, release cycle. So thank you. Um. Yeah, it's, it's technically three different calendar years. But when you look at the months, it's like barely over a year for the whole series to be out. Right. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty good. I'm I'm pretty cool with that, I think. Yeah, well, I I appreciate it, and uh, just just knowing that you know, I'm I'm gonna get the the continuation of the story, you know, without having to wait too long, <clears throat> eight years. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy about that. So yes. Um, so uh, Travis, hey, where where can folks um, follow you online or go to to find out more about their uh, your books if if uh, this is the first they're they're hearing from you? Um, if you want to know more, you can go to my uh, website, which is just travismriddle.com. Uh, I've got everything about my books there, and I've got a merch store with uh, uh, different things from all my books on it. I got like posters and mugs and shirts and uh, stickers and uh, I don't remember what else. There's some other things, probably buttons. Uh, I don't remember what else. Notebooks. There's some cool stuff there. I got I got some cool artists to do some things there. I even got the the Narrows cover artist to make some some new artwork from the book for uh, shirts and stuff. So check that out. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Travis want to eat if you want to know more uh from from those stupid outlets <laughs> awesome well hey man thank you so much for uh for coming on and, and talking about flesh eater with me yeah thank you for having me on and um just for everyone to know if you're listening to this before release date uh you can pre-order the ebook for 99 cents and it'll be 99 cents on release day so don't uh wait to to buy it there you go. Don't delay. Uh, head out now and pick up Flesh Eater by Travis M. Riddle. Yes. Please, please do it.